0: Hey, guys, it's Charith here from the podcast. Just giving you a quick heads up, there might be a few spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, Seven, or The Usual Suspects, what have you been doing? Shame on you. No, but uh, you might want to uh, just skip a few bits in there. Um, But, yeah, just check those movies out and uh, make sure you enjoy the podcast. Cheers.
1: Fifth Risk presents Popcorn the Podcast.
0: By- no, hang on, what's my intro? Man, you have you have poofed this. Oh, I know, I'm rusty. I think I had one week off hosting and I'm rusty. Okay, what is so it? What's
2: my intro? It's a, I'll do the I'll do my best chariot impression. Hello and welcome to popcorn. A yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. Roman went on the Roman, we're, Roman, we're so thing. sorry.
1: It's fine, man. Right? That's all good. As long as we're done by 6 a.m., that'll be good.
0: <laughs> we're keeping all of this.
1: <laughs> that, I, I no, hope so. Not. This is gold. This is gold.
0: Hello and welcome to popcorn. Uh, a fifth. No, oh, fucking off. Hell. Hello. Welcome to Popcorn, a fifth wrist production. This is episode seven. And uh, my name's Charith. We are here with the doctor, aka Hello. a nice boy from a good family. That's it. <laughs> How are you,
2: mate? I'm well. Thank you, Charith. We finally got there. After the first minute and a half of you trying to introduce the podcast, we, we managed to start.
0: I think I'm more nervous because of our other guests. Like, Alex doesn't our, make me nervous at if, all. This guy seems like an actual professional at this. That seems very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and in the third chair, we've got uh, from Times Roman AU, a.k.a. Evil Russian Man Roman. Welcome to Popcorn Greetings. Roman. How are you?
1: Thank you. Very well. Well, I feel somewhat typecast for this podcast as Evil Russian Man. That's fine. I'm sure I, if this if I was in the credits, that's exactly what I would be credited like way way down in the, exactly. in the charts, right? Like below Best Boy Grip, and yeah. you know, Assistant Gaffer would be like Evil Russian Man. You,
2: yeah, but no pleasure to be hand.
1: here. Pleasure to be here, guys. I'm a bit nervous.
0: You're nervous. Well, if you if you heard how many times I messed up that intro, you can tell that I'm sweating bullets today.
1: Well, this is popcorn, you know. I, I, you're I bring, the first
0: person that's actually seemed to have done any research leading up to this uh, episode.
1: I bring extensive knowledge of brutalist Soviet cinema. So, if Battleship Potemkin comes up, 1925 production, I'm I'm well oh, comfortable. Oh Anything god, later Garrett, than that, I got nothing.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Garrett, we might be out of our depth here. <laughs> I think so.
1: I'll will take it easy on you guys. All right, bring it on. Excited yeah, to sounds be here. That's
0: good. That's good. How, how's your weeks been, guys? Have you watched anything interesting or um, any any updates to, of note?
2: Sadly, no.
1: Mm, no. I, I'm i about seven minutes into the first episode of The Queen's Gambit. So far, it's pretty mm-hmm. good, but I, I've only seen seven minutes, so don't quote me. You <laughs> could
2: after that. <laughs> no, I've heard good things about it. I'm keen to watch that as well, actually.
1: There we go. Maybe we'll hmm. do like a recap next, Charis, next week.
2: Charis doesn't know how to play chess. So I don't know how to pray, play chess, tricky. but
0: I know where uh, Roman got inspiration for the queen's gambit. Because on the weekend we actually went to a—I think my first Vacheron event since, or well, my first event uh, for watches since uh, since lockdown—and and Roman
1: was there. Indeed.
0: And one of the one of the staff at Vacheron was a is a poker player or sorry, not poker player, a chess player. Um, and uh, <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of quizzing there
1: <laughs> It was playful banter Hello, Megan, by the way Thank you, Megan
0: Thank you, Megan
2: Shout out to
1: Megan Shout out to Megan That was actually that a was fun a night event. It was
0: really good to, to go out and, uh, and see It was obviously a very small event and But we got access to some really cool watches And we Roman, It was it was pretty cool Yeah,
1: it was yeah unbelievable And, you know, I, I, I got to hobnob with the Red Bar crew that's that's what you do, right, Kareth? I mean, I'm not familiar with exactly what happens in Red Bar, but hobnobbing is the verb you tend to use, isn't it? We
0: we are a bunch of hobnobbers, and uh, <laughs> I, don't say number one activity. It's the, the number Bar. one activity on the list. Yeah, <laughs> <it>. don't don't <laughs> no, you part of the event. Red Bar crew now, Roman. You can't you, 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 me. You, yeah, you're you're a part of it now.
1: You're am like you're in the mafia. I'm backfill. <laughs> I'm like you know when the, when the third assistant guy doesn't rock up, we'd we'll be like, oh, we'll call Roman.
2: Yeah, yeah. When the when the best boy grip is not there,
1: <laughs> that's right. The, it's a, the second assistant stage engineer. That's right. Like I'll call, call 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 the immigrant. You know, that's that's what we do. We pick up the slack.
0: I don't, I don't know if you notice around you, Roman. We're all immigrants.
1: There. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fine. That's fine. That, that's why our listenership is. That's why we. You know, we we own kind of that the Russian and the Asian market. That's ours.
2: Absolutely. You know,
1: UK doesn't. We'll, we'll take
2: it. I think I think I saw a stat. We were like first in hobby podcasts in Bahrain. So Mm. excellent.
1: I've always wanted to be big in Bahrain, (laughs) 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 but this is good. Now I'm I'm looking forward to this, guys. I've loved. loved, I have to say before before because I've got it written down, so I better read it. Uh, I have enjoyed your podcast. Uh, There you go. I'm done. Thank (laughs) you so much. It's been it's been great. I've to be honest, like I've learned lots. From the discussions you guys have had, and you've had some pretty cool, interesting things. I mean, you've managed to kill off a, a relatively famous actor quite early. So you know, Sean Connery. You, you mentioned him on a podcast one week, and then boom, he's gone. So I can't wait till we bring somebody else into the discussion.
2: Popcorn claims no responsibility for the untimely death of Sean Connery. I, th- I think it's all
0: Alex, man. It's not. It's not got nothing to do with us. The killing off his brethren.
1: Yeah, we should encourage our listeners to kind of trawl back through the catalogue. It's Quite funny if you're into kind of morbid humor. Well, we I think Alex said something like, "We should get Sean Connery on the show before he dies," and then like two days after you released the episode.
0: Well, he, no, uh, so that was anyway. so that was on Scottish Watches where he killed off Sean Connery.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: And then and then on on the Popcorn Podcast, he did something I thought even worse, which was he, as a Scotsman, he named Roger Moore as the greatest Bond. So
2: that's
1: inexcusable.
0: You know, if, if he didn't get Connery in one way, he got him the other way.
2: <laughs> that's it. Paul Connery never stood a chance on popcorn.
1: <laughs> that's exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, so, Roman, let's let's start off. Let's hear what is on your wrist and what you are drinking tonight.
1: So, I've got a gin and tonic. That's my usual fifth wrist beverage of choice, uh, shaken, not stirred. Obviously, uh, in you know, in lieu of our recently departed. Um, And on my wrist, I've got my Anordain. Actually, weirdly enough, continue with the Scottish theme. Um, I've got my Anordain Aussie gold custom dial model one.
2: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Is it as good as I have seen all the photos of?
1: It's very nice. Well, when we do an inhuman thing, because you're on the other side of Australia at the moment, it is very nice, I have to say. We We should get you back now that the quarantine has lifted.
2: I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to coming back sometime soon.
1: Awesome. yeah, and no, that should definitely. yeah. It is very nice. I have to say, like I, I have a lot of love for the brand, and we had Lewis on the show as well, just to have a chat too, and he's just an awesome. They're like an awesome company with a lot of you know a lot of spirit and just really good guys and girls. Awesome. people, people, I think, do it. Good people. <laughs> awesome.
2: And uh, Sid, uh, I've got on the wrist my uh, Bauman Mercier Clifton. Um, which I haven't been wearing recently, and so I thought I'd throw it on, and a, a Starwood old-fashioned, which has been my sort of go-to, uh, my go-to fifth wrist thing. I think is going to be this.
0: Awesome, and your your Baume and Mercier—that's your like blood and
2: guts Doctor Watch, isn't it? I was going to say, Charith just mm-hmm. has always described this as my Indian guy Doctor Watch, right. And- <laughs> It,
1: I thought it, he meant that's the one that gets inserted when you do a colonoscopy or, or a prostate exam. I no, that's what he that's, meant. That's, about that's, that it. is actually what <laughs> I meant. <laughs> is that on it, a brown strap?
2: It does have a brown leather strap. I was going to say that, but uh, what
1: colour was it originally? Uh, sorry, it was, ignore me. It was white ignore on white, me. and it's gone. It's gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Um, well, that's how you know the doctor's experienced when the strap <laughs> starts to discolor. <laughs> So gross. Sorry. Ignore yeah. me. Cut cut all this out. Sorry. Ignore So me.
2: gross. Um no, so this is a uh I'm not the biggest fan of everything Bob and Mercier does, but I think they nailed it with the Clifton and I picked this up uh a really good eBay find and I wear this um pretty often. Uh apart from recently, I used to wear it pretty often I should say. Um good so, watch.
1: Now that's that's awesome. So so Charles, before you do your wrist check, can I just ask a medical question to a uh, you know once we've got patch Adams on the line? Uh Quick question, you know, you know, with uh, like the, um, the, the, you know, there's chronographs with the pulsation scales on the yes, dial. Yes. Do you know any doctor who's ever used it? You know, I've, since like 1923 or something.
2: I've never met a person that's owned one. Right. Okay. Um, but but one of my one of my I think Grail watches is I'm pretty sure there's a Speedmaster you can get with that bezel, um, which I just think would be awesome. Um. I do orthopedics, so the I don't really count pulses anymore. But it's just a cool it would just be a cool bezel to have on, on a speedy. Them,
1: you still want them alive at the end of the thing, like you still check, right? Once you put the bones back together, you still check I, that they're breathing. I tend
2: to check, yes.
1: Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> That's reassuring for all of us.
2: Okay, we need to cut <laughs> that bit
1: out. That's bad. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but that no, but that was just yeah. No, cut, cut cut that bit out. But I am actually, but yeah. I am curious about the pulsation scale because I, I like the appearance. I've just never known anyone who's got one. Me too.
2: It's it's actually really inconvenient to use because you have to start the chronograph <laughs> and do the whole thing. I most people honestly don't look at their watch because there's a clock in almost every hospital room, right? Right. So you would feel a pulse and look at the clock. The clock tends not to have a pulsation scale on it. We don't. We don't. We can't afford vacheron clocks in (laughs) that.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's the cuts to the Medicare. That's the the public health system. Public health system. (laughs) Sadly, like no, but that's cool. Thank you for that. That's a good glimpse into kind of the you know into the medical Uh, world. What about you, Jared? Sorry, I'm just taking over as host. What's on your list? No, 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 that's good. Just moving this Um, along.
0: Yeah. I'm wearing my, well, you know, you might just want to skip straight past this. I'm wearing my most villainous watch to go with our topic, which is my Deep Sea. It's just like, it just looks like a watch that's owned by bad, bad people. Uh, And Mm. I'm wearing, I'm drinking my, probably my least villainous drink, which is a Raspberry Beret. Um, I'm having a pint of Raspberry Beret, which is um, Contro with raspberries, egg white, soda water and fresh lime. So it's. It's a it's a warm night and I just felt like it. Don't I have don't
1: never heard of that's, that drink that's by in my that's life. by choice, right? Sorry, that's I thought just like I thought it was like everything else was out. It was like either that or you're drinking, <laughs> <laughs> or you're drinking medicinal alcohol.
0: I've been <laughs> on these medicinal. like the whiskies good, and whatnot. I'm just like, I want a raspberry beret tonight. Thank you.
2: Roman, can I thank you? Normally, it's my drink choice that's getting canned. I'm so know, happy I'm with that with you Charith, man. That I know I'm with you. I'm
1: with you, man. It's payback time. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: kind of concerned about this episode, actually.
1: To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> the only way is up. I mean, we've had raspberry beret. I mean, the only way literally is up. So that's fine.
0: Yeah. All right, Roman. You know, you're you're obviously a uh, a OG fifth wrist podcast host as well, um, but. Just for some people that, you know, are new to Fifth Wrist or maybe haven't listened to your show. Uh, can you just give us a little mm-hmm. background on on yourself, your your history with watches and, and your show, independent thinking?
1: Sure. Well, that's really weird. I haven't introduced myself in a while. Uh, okay. So my name is Roman. I live in Melbourne, Australia. I've been into Watches well, probably this for probably not a 10, Tinder date, years. Roman. Just like just <laughs> I like walks in the rain. Fine. Jesus. All right. Anyway, fine. So Interwatches, the three things you need to know about me. One, I don't like Rolex. I run a podcast called Independent Thinking, which is all about you know indie watchmakers, horological book authors, or interesting people doing cool stuff in the world of horology. Um, that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, if you need to know my postcode, if you want to send me something, send me a DM, times Roman AU. Done.
2: Easy. That was so succinct and excellent. Mm, that was good. Um, no, it's a great show. I've really Happy enjoyed
0: particularly the guests that you're getting in. Um, just really oh, you guys. interesting people who are, who all seem to be creators, which is great. You know, obviously, you know, being in, in seeing, hearing a lot of watch content, you don't often hear it from the creator. Um, so it's, it's actually a bit of breath, breath of fresh air, which is good.
1: Oh, that's, that's very kind. I mean, what I find, I mean, that's what interests me. The beauty of kind of this 5th wrist family as we now have is that, you know, we all have individual personalities, all the hosts and kind of all the shows and all the co-hosts kind of we tend to steer it to slightly different directions. And it's been like a lot of fun to actually meet the people that I'm interested in, and like, you know, collectors, makers, book authors and things like that. The kind of the uniting thing is the passion that people bring to their areas and I, yeah I find I've really enjoyed having the show and speaking to all the people so we've had awesome guests both from really well known you know like you know we peaked early with Max Buser and stuff but then we've also had you know collectors and people pretty new into the hobby but really passionate so it's been really good so no it's great fun.
2: Now I we met at a watch thing many years ago now mm. and it was like this small watch group of uh, it was like seven or eight people. What was it called? I've I've been thinking about this for a long time and I can't remember.
1: Oh, I can't remember. It, either, there was just like honest.
2: an email chain, and there was like was, a handful yes. of people,
1: and it was, and it was, it was like was my at,
2: first ever get together.
1: Yeah, it used to be run by Felix Schultz, who's now that's right, know, that's yeah, where who's at Felix now as well. at OT the podcast, the second most successful podcast based in Melbourne uh, about watches. <laughs> Hello to our friends at OT. No, Felix is a great dude. So, yeah, so I somehow managed to join that as well. And it was kind of, yeah. And at one point, I think I took it over and really killed it because I think Felix left. Yeah. And then I did, I managed to do one get together. And then people just kind of went, yeah, like Romans, a quiet taste. And they all dispersed. So I killed it. <laughs> so don't trust me Nune with potted plants or email German groups. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, so our topic today, if you haven't guessed it, is villains. We're talking about the bad guys. We're talking about the the people that are trying to take over the world or rob the bank or just crazy serial killer people, whatever you want. Um, mm. And we're talking about mm. specifically movie villains, uh, which is why this is perfect for Roman, obviously, um, because he's the scourge of all Rolex owners. Um, I can feel him kind of burning through the microphone right now at me because I'm wearing one, um, and uh, he he's uh, he's a Russian. <laughs> so let's, let's be honest, <laughs> well, right? that's like uh, yeah. 60% of them. <laughs> really well, I'm anyway. hoping by the end
1: of this episode you'll sell your Rolex, but that's fine. I'll work on it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's let's kind do of it. The
2: watch that I probably will sell. So, yeah. It's
1: the way to go. It's the way to go. You gotta have some You gotta have some self. Wait, Roman, for
2: Roman. When you went to that red bar thing, is that how you introduced yourself? Hi, I'm Roman. I hate Rolex. And then did several people just like
1: look away? No, no. I said hi. I love Vacheron. Obviously, I mean, I was nice. at a Vacheron boutique. Right. You have to, you know. You, you get, you gotta, you know. My mother, my parents raised me to be polite, you know.
0: <laughs> Were there any Rolexes there? I don't think there was.
1: No, there's some. No, not not at that right. No, it was, there was a Speedy Speedy Tuesday. There was a crazy Nautilus. And it was the Reverser yep. so that was yours, which was lovely. And then can't remember what Vinny had. Shout out to Vinnie at you yeah, I think he had his Pel- Pelagos. Oh, you yeah, do too, no, yeah, yeah the, the, the LHD, yep. the titanium one. Awesome. That's why it was such a civilized evening. You know, it was just it no was, Rolexes yeah. on no, the table. It, good. it was great, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can just feel your listenership dropping. Go, sorry, I'll be quiet.
0: That's <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to start this off with the draft. Mm-hmm. So, because before we even get into talking about our favorite, like, getting to talking about villains in, in movies, I figure we mm-hmm. we do the draft first. Um, the mm-hmm. way it works is we are all gonna pick one at a time our favorite villain. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of explanation as to why it's gonna go snake style. So you know, one to three, and then third pick gets the fourth pick. Um, and Roman, you have the first pick. So okay, we get five picks each. I hope you have a board ready mm-hmm. in front of you because I've got one.
2: I have a bit of a board.
1: I started drinking a bit earlier, so I won't give <laughs> up, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> um, I have a question, a uh, point of order, just before we start. <laughs> point of order. Can we – no, no. So this is a villain <laughs> podcast. Can we also do like anti-heroes? Is that, a, is that one of the categories or is that not allowed?
1: Uh. Well, let's let's see what the antihero is. You know, if it's yeah, like let's Donald Trump in Home is. Alone too, that's not.
2: I thought you were going to say Donald Trump in real life. Like that was.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's a bit too soon. You know, we don't want to tell people the election may or may not have finished yet. And if you don't want if you don't want to know the results, you know, look away now. Uh, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're in Bahrain and you don't want to know the results, just you can tune out. Yeah,
1: just just yeah, keep listening to the podcast. We need that number one spot. Anyway, good. Sorry. Yeah, we'll do. Antiheroes will do. Let's not get too prescriptive now.
0: Antiheroes will do, but as long as they're like a at least their core is a bad guy. Like they need to be a villain. Yeah.
2: I think you will approve of my antihero choices. Awesome. Okay.
0: All right, Roman, you got the first pick, your Mm all-time number one pick in the draft, the greatest villain of all time.
1: All right, now th- now we should preface this by saying this could be a big spoiler for people who haven't seen the movie Usual Suspects. So oh, listen, okay. look away now. You know, whatever you do, unplug something or plug something. Kaiser Soze, number one, Oof. possibly greatest movie villain ever created.
0: All right, happy for you to do us. We, we we've given a spoiler alert. Why have you gone for this as number one though?
2: If you haven't watched *A Usual Suspects*, like you, if you've had thirty to thirty-five years, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Right Stop
1: watching That's right. Okay, so so why is he the number one greatest villain? Let's go with kind of the character, right? So he's first of all he's not seen for the majority of the movie, and there is something about kind of the unseen villain, who's an ever presence, ever present danger that everyone's scared of, but you never see him. It was already kind of you know implicitly. Scary. You know, scary is an imposing an imposing villain, beautifully written. So number two, you know, played by possibly one of the greatest actors of his generation, who's now also kind a, a villain guy. in his own yeah. right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. so that's you're getting a meta villain <laughs> in the current space.
0: But no, but also I, yeah, I, you, uh, you're talking about the IWC ambassador.
1: Correct, indeed, indeed. Our favourite IWC ambassador of all the of all the others, but you, we've done the ambassador. That's a call out to your previous episode, by the way, which everyone should totally listen to. The yeah, so yeah, but he's really beautifully written. There's a big plot twist in the end where you realise yep. just how evil the evil guy is because he was spoiler alert once again on the screen essentially most of the movie, and you didn't realise that he was the evil guy. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those and he's been the terror of, you know, police, the criminal underworld, whatever, and managed to fool everybody. Like he's just Yeah. Yeah. That's just there's there's so much menace in that yeah. character. So beautifully written, beautifully yeah. like, played.
2: Very intelligent to have done that as well. So like smart evil guy.
1: Not yeah, exactly. Just, like who's, reckless who,
2: evil guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's ruthless. Like smart, evil guy who's also really ruthless mm. and really calculating. And ever-present, and he could be anywhere. Like, how much scarier can you be? So, yeah, so that's why, like, I think it was a pretty easy – for me, it was a relatively easy. I had a, I had about 10 that shortlisted, and then out of those, like, he stood out. So Kaiser Sose. That's,
0: that's a good pick. Thank you.
1: No, great prepared, great you know. screenplay.
0: Christopher Macquarie won the Oscar for that screenplay, Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey won the Oscar as well uh, for that role. So – um, and, and the, the cool thing that's is – Spoiler is that, alert. Yeah, well, he <laughs> yeah, pulled the role totally in, in, in usual <laughs> suspects, um, and the the cool thing is that you kind of thought he could have been about three or four different characters um, through exactly. the movie, which is really cool. Yeah, nice,
1: good, good yeah. first pick. It's a great, it's a great movie. It's a great movie yeah, as well. Absolutely, with the lead character. I know Kevin Spacey's a name we don't mention in polite society now, but yeah, good movie. I'll leave it at that.
0: Look. It doesn't change the fact that those movies were great, you know, like they, they were mm. like he, he he was in so many great movies, so
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, it's, yeah. And I mean, he was a fantastic actor once again. Like, I got to see him at playing Richard III, he like the, mm. the theater production that came to Australia in Sydney, it was unbelievable. Of that, like, so amazing actor, clearly flawed and awful human being, but sure, you know, we still talk to Charith, and you know, he's some of those things. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> just a drive by on Charith tonight. This is great. Okay. I've been pick. Sa-
1: I've been saving six episodes worth of <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Sorry, yep, go. So no one's challenging Kaiser Soze. No, I think it's no, I think it's point. a great
0: choice.
2: It's a
1: great person. I, first I
0: had it on my list. I didn't have it as high as number one, but I had it on the list.
2: Agreed. Okay. Me too. He was on my board cool. but uh not number one. Cool. All no. right. I have a feeling Charith and I have the same number one. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll take mm-hmm. it then, because <laughs> I got mm-hmm. the second pick, and
0: uh, my first first round pick is Hans Gruber from Die Damn Hard. It. Yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. He it. was in my yeah, had him as well.
0: I knew it was coming. Yeah, in my opinion, Fantastic. Yeah, the greatest bad guy in the greatest action movie ever made. In my opinion, all time great death, played yep. amazingly in a you know kind of his American breakout role uh, by Alan Rickman, uh, the late great Alan Rickman. And yeah. I just thought yeah. that he was just a hilarious character, but he was kind of menacing throughout the film as well. Um, and just Absolutely. perfect foil for, for Bruce Willis's character as the everyman action hero. So, um, yeah, Hans Gruber, that's yeah, my number good. one.
1: Uh, he had some of the best lines, you know, evil guy lines in any movie ever recorded. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some really cool lines then when he when he
0: played the uh when he imitated the American schmuck whilst uh you yeah, know when he, he was met pretending John to be China, a uh, oh, yeah so good yeah just hilarious excellent yeah interesting yeah. fact then in, say so he was meant to be a german german villain but the mm-hmm. the the his crew when they mm-hmm. were speaking to each other they were just speaking a made up language not not german yeah it was like yeah. they called it european but yeah.
1: It's it's made for the American market. Europeans, fine. Close enough.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, so I've got the third pick. Uh, I am going to go – a lot of my bad guys are sports-centric bad guys. So I'm going to go with uh, Shooter McGavin as, as just a guy you love to hate uh, as a villain in a sports movie. Uh, and all he wants to do is just kill Happy. Uh, on the on the golf course, and I, I'm uh there is no likable quality about Shooter McGavin, which I think makes him a really good bad guy.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair call.
2: Thoughts? Charith is probably unhappy with this. No, I think he's a good. It's a high uh, ranking for a sports villain, guy. but
0: but I think right, it's yeah, this is now guy. between Roman and I
2: for the uh, for that draft. It's not a truly evil bad guy, but he's like. <laughs>
1: He's a lovable bad guy.
2: He's not lovable. He, there is no, there is nothing likable about him at all. But you do love to hate him. He's shit for bread. We said that about
1: Charith before we started recording, but you know we're still here, so he you know, found something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm surprised you took him that early. Was he on your board? No, <laughs> no, no. He no. was. I, I had him no, on.
2: Wasn't mention. on either. Okay. So, so you could have taken him with the fifth pick. Oh well. I've, I've taken him with my first pick. Either way, either way, he's on. Uh, he's on the board. Um, the second pick for myself, which is pick number four overall, uh, is just a classic bad guy. Over the last thirty to thirty or so years, uh, the Joker. Um, yeah. Nice. Yep. Various iterations of him from Nicholson to uh, Ledger to most recently um, Joaquin Phoenix, just. Nice. Insane bad guy. All he wants is to terrorize people. Uh, and you can't really fault it. So I've got Joker at, at four.
1: Yep. Yeah. Awesome Joker, bad three. guy. Yeah. Well played. Well played. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I had him on my board. Uh, obviously, two Academy Award performances out of him. My favorite Joker is actually Mark Hamill's cartoon Joker. I don't know if you've seen any of those cartoons, but Mark Hamill's no. voice as the Joker is terrifying. He's really good. Mm, um, okay. Cool. So yeah. No. Really good. Really good bad guy. Uh. Probably. Probably the best comic book bad guy ever. Right.
2: Would agree. It'd be hard to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to find another one. I think. Yeah.
1: But I think a lot of the strength of that character is the amazing actors they've had playing him. Right. Mm. Mm. Like I mean, once you go Nicholson, Walking Phoenix, Heath Ledger, like that's pretty strong lineup of of actors behind that particular character. You know. And and 100%. all
2: of them were sort of. A bit terrifying in their own way,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, 100%. So, but
1: no, that's a good pick for sure.
2: All right, Sid. So oh, oh, no, Roman, you're up. No, no I've done two. It's it's, uh, it's Roman again. Oh, it's me.
1: Oh, excellent. No, it's, yeah, it's Charith. Yep, yeah. Charith, go.
0: Okay. So I've got Hans Gruber. I'm mm-hmm. now going to go for – I'm going to stay in the action genre. I'm going to go for just a relentless pursuit to kill – and that is the Mrs. T1000 D-10. from Terminator 2, played by Robert Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, just groundbreaking special effects. It's still really watchable today. I, I I really liked him because the the original Terminator, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, the T100 was the was the bad guy, great great bad guy. But they I just thought that they just ramped it up, you know, threefold, and they you know Robert Patrick. He's he's played a bunch of roles since, but he's just known as the guy from Terminator 2, right? He's um, Exactly. He's actually yeah. had a decent career, but everyone just remembers him as, as that guy, and, and he was just terrifying, just the way he just chased him down. It's a chase movie.
2: It was awesome. Uh, most recently, Robert Patrick is in a TV series called Scorpion, if anyone's watched it.
1: No. Yeah. No. Any-
2: no. Anyway. <laughs>
1: What brand would he be an ambassador for? Do you think
0: Robert you Patrick boat? or the T One Thousand?
1: No, no, but Robert Patrick. <laughs> yeah, like if you had to sort of because because you're right, he's always the Terminator guy. I mean, it, at some point, it must be a terrible curse to kind of bear at some point, right? If you because yeah. he was a pretty young man when he played that character, it would, be, would have been in his early thirties, I'd imagine. Yeah, like what? Yeah, what what brand do you reckon he would go well with, Robert Patrick? Or T one thousand. Let's go. Let's make it easier. Yeah. Sorry, I just derailed this whole show.
0: What do you think? Maybe like TW steel?
1: Yeah, yeah, or well, U that, yeah? That's why I thought like oh, U something. I was even Metallica. thinking, like,
2: have you seen some of the the Oakley watches? No. Like they're real overbuilt looking things. I thought maybe something like that.
1: So kind of overbuilt but no personality. Yeah, cool. No, good call. <laughs>
2: All right, that was my second pick.
1: Awesome. That was good.
2: You're up. Uh that's Roman
1: now. All right. Well, two, I have, two picks.
2: Two picks, Roman.
1: Uh, well, staying in the mid. Well, I mean, not staying, but I'm going to switch to a medical field. I've got Doctor Hannibal Lecter as number oh, two. Great
0: call. Next pick.
1: Mm. Now, Hannibal Lecter. They're, they're, not all of the Hannibal Lecters in their entire you know history of portrayals. The very first time they were portrayed, I think, was, uh, what's his name? Brian, not Brian Cox. The other Cox. What's the famous British? More American actor, Brian Cox, big yeah. florid guy. Brian, you was Brian Cox. Sorry, I confused yeah, him with yeah. Brian, Professor Brian Cox, the mm-hmm. the astrophysicist, who's not the same guy. Um, yeah. So I think the very first time they made the Hannibal Lecter movie was a uh, Manhunter. I think Michael Mann. Was That's a right, Terrible yeah. production. Terrible production. Um, whereas you know the role that you know the role that made Hannibal Lecter a, a like a cultural phenomenon that everybody knows, or you know on the scale of Movie characters or fictional characters, was definitely uh, Anthony Hopkins. But more recently, uh mix. Uh, what's his name?
0: Mads Mickelson, friend Mads of the Mikkelson. podcast.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, he, he's been. You know, he's he's done the TV show uh, with a pretty decent watch on his wrist as well. We should add. But yeah, so Hannibal Lecter, definitely. Like in the movie Silence of the Lambs, just terrifying movie, and yeah. like I think. From memory, Cherith, you'll know there's more than better, noble. But I think like the total screen time for Anthony Hopkins in that movie was like 9, 12 minutes or something, and he still managed to score an Oscar for that.
2: Yeah, it's just the presence that he's got throughout the entire film. Yeah. So they originally thought he'd be
0: a supporting role, but because right. he had such a presence, you
1: know, yeah. even
0: though he had such a small role, you know, in mm. in the scheme of the time, um, you know, he won a Best Actor a, 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 actor nod on that. So. Yeah, awesome, awesome pick. Uh, he he was just really good at the way he peels away layers from, you know, that psychological. Just having a conversation with somebody, it was just, it was awesome. Really, really good pick.
1: Now, is it true that that he doesn't blink on camera in that movie, or is that like an urban legend? You know, that Ooh, I don't know. In the whole know. movie but on, on a, screen, like that cool he doesn't blink. If
2: it is. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <cool. laughs> but uh, yeah i'm pretty sure like they had to do takes where he just would not blink so he had that kind of you know that i think that what they're trying to do is kind of go for that kind of the cobra stare you know kind of that mm. trapping you in yeah in in the headlights. but for anyone who hasn't seen that movie like or you know for our millennial friends who are just watching the tv show uh watch the movie um eddie's very good or read the book i mean even even better read the book first
2: book Matt, mads mickelson is also pretty terrifying is that as that like yeah, so like for he's sure. A, he's a oh, scary-looking yeah. guy to begin with. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> now he's he's for wearing sure. a standard isn't he? I think he's got a Patek. I think he's got some sort of complicated Patek, and at least some of the episodes. Oh, okay. Like I some thought... kind of over over-engineered Patek, as most of them are. Hello to our Patek wearers.
0: Yeah, I thought he was wearing that uh, El Primero, the the four one oh, the triple calendar. He might have been oh
1: maybe. By... yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's a bit, 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 bit low, 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 low brow for Hannibal Lecter because he's meant to be kind of this, you know, lover of like, finest uh, everything, yeah, like
2: pretty successful guy, yeah, yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I have a Zenith, so I'm not talking down to Zeniths, but you know, it's no, no Patek kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, Patek is definitely put- the cannibals brand of choice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first with Chianti and and Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and once again, there's some great lines in that in that movie. You know, from the "Good Evening, Clarice" to you know the father Beans and the nice key auntie and stuff.
0: Yeah. The only kind of fact that I have in regards to Hannibal Lecter was, and you were saying that his great lines. He, because he spoke so softly and he was so to, to be that terrifying, Jodie Foster and the the crew didn't actually hear, other than someone with microphones to the to the mic. No one could actually hear him speak. Yeah. So she was just kind of working off instinct up in. Um, So, yeah, there you go. And
1: you you could sort of see, I think the first scene, because, yeah, like it's one of my favorite movies. And I think in the first scene, you know, where she meets him in the in the corridor in the mental institution once again spoiler alert uh for if you haven't seen silence of the lambs let's face it you're not going to by now <laughs> no, like it's, I, been, again, it's been out for a little while
2: several um, decades to watch this movie
1: that's yeah. So, yeah you you're you're sort of a couple of obsolete formats you know it's, it's not blu-ray it's not dvd it's yeah you know, it's kind of vhs, VHS yeah. cassette <laughs> style um so yeah so i think i remember the thing where Jodie Foster, playing Clary Starling, never spoke to to um, Anthony Hopkins before they did the scene, and you can see she's absolutely terrified. I think it was the first day on, on the shoot, and you could just see she's terrified because she's kind of in awe of the actor, and then he does his crazy voices and, you know, stares, and you could see she's actually really spooked. So it's a really, like, you know, she's she's playing it like she's feeling it. It's very cool. It is very cool.
0: All right. You're off to a good start, I reckon. Um, you're killing third it pick here. Roman. Third round.
1: Well, I had a more recent movie. I've got Colonel Hans lander from *Inglorious Bastards*. Oh, oh. <laughs> you invite cr- me on the show. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you can hear this. This is me crossing things off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, well that's, that's great we idea. had to have a token Nazi in, in the list, right? <laughs> yeah. But once again, like a phenomenal performance, you know, just yeah. to take somebody who's kind of very evil. I mean, there's the real genius in that performance because he takes this is um uh this is Christoph Waltz, who's one of the finest actors of his generation. Excellent actor, for yeah, I agree. sure. But you take a really evil character but you make him sort of almost mundane in, you know, like there's a line where he says, you know, what do, what do I do? You know, I, ha- I find things at the moment I'm finding Jews, you know, like it's that, you know, kind of that banality of evil in a sense. Yeah. Where, you know, if, yeah, I just think he just, he just made, he made that role. There's nobody else who could have played that role balancing that kind of scary psychopathic humor with just pure evil. With a bit of kind of you know, Bonomi culture. He was so you, cultured. You know, odd laughs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. he was speaking so, different yeah, languages. Fantastic character. And,
0: um, you know, so he was a, he was like an intellectual Nazi, Nazi which was uh, you know so so different to what we kind of see him traditionally. Um, but I I think that yeah. Christoph Waltz does, and you know Samuel Jackson fans come at me, but I think Christoph Waltz does. Tarantino dialogue better than anybody and he's obviously he's got two statues for it Um, but he he just it just rolls off the tongue it's perfect
1: yeah yeah Uh, he's incredible like yeah he's a fantastic actor and you're right about that the dialogue you know that yeah he he imbues the lines like amazingly well you know, yeah. But, yeah, and he's clearly absorbed in the role. But it's it like once again, for those who haven't seen, I'm presume most people would have seen it. If you haven't seen it, like yeah, you've got to watch it. It's in a like fantastic movie. Tarantino at his best.
0: Mate, you've got three Oscar perform- Oscar winners, three Oscar winning performances. He's coming out of the, the gates era.
2: like guns blazing.
1: Yeah, mm. that's mm. pretty good. No, so. I'm I'm just doing what I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right,
1: now who's next?
0: It's me. Uh, it's Charith again.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Do I go? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for an Oscar-winning performance as well. I'm gonna go for Anton Chigurh, played by Javier Bardem in uh, No Country for Old Men. Uh, Yep. Bit similar to the T1000 in that he's just he's on a mission. It's a chase. It's another kind of chase movie, really. And Mm. uh, he's got this kind of bolt air gun that he that he uses to you know execute people like cattle really um and uh you know just that the haircut the the voice that the haircut um, is so bad <laughs> yeah the haircut but it's but some it's great, iconic
1: Barnett's... it's terrifying yeah, as well
2: it's a part haircut. of what he's makes done some it scary. yeah yeah it's, and i mean Bardem is just a really good bad guy as well he is, yeah. Mm. He, yeah, he did Skyfall soon
0: after, obviously. Yeah, yeah, was awesome but, in that too. But This is his. This is him at, him at his best. So yeah. yeah. So I've got Anton Chigurh. Great movie as well. Colin Brothers, really good. Some really good dialogue there as well. But he's not really. It wasn't really about the the dialogue that makes him scary. Uh, it was about his kind of presence and what he. Just just his the way he just relentlessly follows. Josh Brolin's character. So, mm. yeah, that's my
2: third pick.
1: Beautiful. No, well, that's, that's awesome. Yep, had him on in my list. Yep, go, Sid.
2: Good third pick. Uh, I am going for – so this is round three, is it? So yep. my third round pick is going to be uh Senator slash Emperor Palpatine. Uh
1: That, that, that's the sound of a gunshot. No, no, it's... <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apologies.
2: Um, so iconic bad guy from the Star Wars franchise. Um, Star Wars, we discussed last week, week before, with Martin. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. Uh, just for the voices. Just for the voices. <laughs> Martin's so good at it. Um, he was. But, you know, he's the senator and he's like kind of playing this good guy for... You know, episodes one and two and whatever, and then then you know, kind of you figure out that figure out that he's kind of the head of the entire Sith uh, organization, as it were, and and has what all the, all the powers. All right, if you haven't seen Star Wars, if you have, good for you, <laughs> yeah. good
1: for you. There's twelve hours you haven't wasted. Good <laughs> you probably for you. should
0: know because he's played by the same actor.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then if you if you watch it in <laughs> four, five, six, one, two, three order, which is the Suggested order, then you'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, I've got Emperor Palpatine.
1: Yeah, didn't have him on my list, but I can see why no. you pick him.
0: No. He's not really the, even though he's the actual big bad, he's not the bad guy that you'd really think of when you think of Star Wars, right?
2: Um, no, but the other bad guy you'd think of, you know, more spoilers. Ends no, the up redemption being... bad guys, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really pick a redemption bad guy, as it were. Sure. Okay.
1: No, yeah, so your you your pick fourth them. pick.
2: Uh, fourth pick. This is getting this is getting a bit harder.
0: Um, I reckon it was harder after your first pick, mate. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, fine. Go on, sorry, mate. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go. I'm going for another another sports bad guy. Um, I'm gonna choose John Kreese from The Karate Kid, the Mm. the uh, sensei of the um, the. Oh my god, Cobra Kai!
0: Yeah,
2: because the prevailing theory and the theory I know that Charith also subscribes to is that Johnny Lawrence is not a bad guy. Uh, Johnny Lawrence might actually have been the good guy. But I think we can all agree that Greece is a bit of a douchebag uh, and probably shouldn't have been teaching kids to try and kill other kids.
0: So my my theory is that, Daniel Caruso
2: is the bad guy,
0: but yeah.
1: Yeah, see, I mean, I grew up in the Soviet Union where, you know, so I I, I managed <laughs> to bypass the Karate Kid phenomenon and, you know, the modern reincarnation really doesn't grab me. But that's cool. I I, I vaguely know the story plot, so yeah, I'll give you that. You, should, you shouldn't teach kids to kill I mean that's not the Soviet system. I mean and, that is the Soviet system it's not the, the Western system sorry that's what I meant to say it's uh, not the Soviet system. <laughs> if you want to raise losers don't teach the kids to kill. That's why you never win any medals at the summer in the beginning all right,
0: all right. <laughs> I didn't have that on my board either. I did have Johnny no, Lawrence as no. a honorable mention um, but yeah uh, no. yeah I was never going to use him. Um, okay, cool. All right, uh, it's my Alrighty. pick. Fourth, yep. I'm going for Merce Ratched oh, from nice. the nice. film Once Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, played by Louise mm. Fletcher. Again, Academy Award-winning role. Um, just a terrifying nurse in a mental institution. She's like she she's this got this passive-aggressive nature where she really breaks the will of all these mentally ill people. That was uh, Quite terrifying. They've uh, they've actually just remade a, a TV series based on Ratchet, starring Sarah Paulson on Netflix at the moment. Um, but yeah, just all time horrible health healthcare worker. And, yeah, just a really bad person.
2: Just not a fan. <laughs>
0: Night, but a nightmare fan.
2: healthcare worker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nightmare healthcare worker. So many HR complaints. <laughs> Have
0: you guys seen uh, that movie?
1: Yes, yes. A long I've read the ago. book as well. The I've book is worth book. a read as well. Mm. The book is great,
0: yeah.
1: And by great, we mean right. kind of like soul-crushing and depressing. But, yeah, it's great. It is good. Mm. <laughs> no, but, yeah, no, it's a great pick. Nurse Ratched's a great pick.
0: Roman, it's your last two picks. Here we go.
1: All right. So I have Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now as Colonel Kurtz.
2: <sighs> yep.
1: Once again, you've. For those for the millennials who haven't seen it, go watch it. We're not going to tell you what happens, but it's just you know, it's a dude who wears you know a necklace of ears in Vietnam. It's fine. He's, he's not a lot of laughs. So, but like once again, like a fantastic performance from a actor probably at at the peak of his you know powers before the inevitable decline. Um, it was probably kind his last glimpse right? into thing. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we'll once again we'll talk about him a bit later when we talk about watches in movies as well, so stay of course, yeah. stay alert for that um yep, yeah, so that's that's him. he's in my I think, and no one's arguing which is good.
0: no, no no, just I think you'd sold people at awesome necklace and of Ears. <laughs> yeah yeah just yep. all-time great movie,
1: yeah. yeah yeah, 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 absolutely like this from the first shot, you know, when the helicopter's flying in with. The music and stuff, yeah, and just yep. goes goes nuts from there. Yep. And is there one more for me?
2: Your last pick, you get one more.
1: <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. So my last pick will be Agent Smith from the movie Matrix, or from the trilogy. But the other two are not worth watching. Uh, just stay with the first one.
0: On my board, I agree. Yeah,
1: good one. Mm. That was good. That was fun.
0: I. So my only kind of thing i've got against agent smith was how his his character turned into just a million of them in the third one and they all just looked terribly cartoonish um but in the first in the first (laughs) matrix which is the the matrix
2: right um yeah awesome hugo weaving australian actor cool Mm, i mean and that's another one that's another one where the bad guy is just like relentlessly pursuing this one dude
1: Mm, or is he pursuing his own freedom or oh, isn't it yeah, all just it a metaphor of shouldn't take LSD uh, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take drugs, kids. But no, it's Good great. Finish. Good finish. Good mm. finish. That was all fine. Right.
0: Charith, you got one more? I've got one more and uh, you've got one more. So, And I've got uh, one more, yep. I'm split between two. Mm.
1: It'll be Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, bound to be.
0: On the board. No.
2: Mate, she's, she kills dogs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I she made again. a jacket out of puppies, man. That's that's evil.
1: Or <laughs> so, two thousand and nine. I mean, honestly, fur is just so done. Uh, sorry.
2: Do you know what? Between
0: the two, I'm going to go with. This is a Stephen King movie. I'm going to go with Annie oh, Wilkes, played by oh. Kathy Bates mm. in Misery. Uh,
1: so, Ooh. for anyone that
0: hasn't seen Misery or read the book, uh, it's about a super fan of a character, Paul Sheldon, played by James Caan, and she she kidnaps this, um, this writer um, and tries to kind of, you know, psychotically tries to uh, ch- force him to bring back a character that he killed off. Um, but, you know, th- so again, Academy Award winning performance by Kathy Bates. Uh, she, the great thing about Annie Wilkes is she kind of, she goes through this rollercoaster of emotions. At one point, she's, uh, you know, giving him ice cream and being nice to him. And the next point, she's cut, trying to cut his foot off so he doesn't escape. Like, she's just, you know, out of control. So, yeah, Annie walks. that is my final pick for greatest villains. It was very hard, that one, because it was between That's strong. Two, another one.
2: And That's Sid, wrong. last pick. Uh, my last pick for best villains is going to be Jack Torrance from The Shining, uh, mm. portrayed by Jack Nicholson. Uh, another, uh, another Jack Nicholson. If you count the Joker as well, just mm. playing a, a completely unhinged character. Um, if you haven't seen The Shining, go see it. Great movie, pretty terrifying.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, but that's that's my fifth pick for my team of villains.
1: That's great. Nice.
2: Iconic movie line.
1: Yeah. Here's Johnny. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we've got... So I didn't want to do the full one because, you know.
0: Just to recap, we've got, mm-hmm. uh, for Roman, we've got Kaiser Sose, Hannibal Lecter, Hans Lander, Colonel Kutz, Kutz, and Agent Smith. I've got Hans Gruber, the T-1000, Anton Chigurh, Nurse Ratchet, and Annie Wilkes. And... Sid's got Shooter McGavin, the Joker, uh, Emperor Palpatine, John Crease and Jack Torrance. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna post these guys up, and we'll see who uh, the social universe picks as the the best uh, the best fight. Mm, I don't know. Cool. We'll see. What do you think? Is there any any honourable mentions?
2: Oh well, so I had as I didn't pick him, but as an as a a good hero kind of guy is um, Denzel Washington's character from Training Day. Um, yes, Alonzo Harris. So not strictly speaking evil, but I would say truly like an anti-hero type character, where this guy is obviously not the the person that you think a, a cop should be. And um, I would
0: say he's definitely a villain. I wouldn't call him an yeah? anti-hero.
2: Yeah, okay. he's a bad anyway, dude. But I had I had Denzel. I had that was like my uh my antihero slash honourable mention. Any for you? Robert?
1: Cool. Uh so I had a couple. So I had uh, the Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear.
0: Yeah, uh, so Max Cady. Uh, I can't
1: remember Yeah, the one that was like I remember seeing that movie. And, that was, and I saw it when I, you know, when I recently arrived in Australia. So my grasp of English wasn't very good. Um, just utterly terrifying when you don't understand half the words. And even when you do, it's still quite scary. Um, and the other one I had was um, Edward Norton's character in Primal Fear. Mm. I don't know if you guys seen that.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. I've not seen it,
1: actually. Oh, you should definitely watch that. You know, it's got Robert uh, Richard Gere in it, but that's unfortunate. You've got to get past that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah. But Edward Norton's character is utterly terrifying. Once again, don't want to give away too much, but definitely yeah, that, worth that th- made definitely th- Norton. worth it. Th- sure. th- yeah, well, there was this whole kind of at the time, you know, when that movie was cast, there's a whole bunch of kind of young actors desperately trying to get that role. So I think Matt Damon mm-hmm. was the second one. I think yep. he was either. I think he was like, if Edward Norton passed, Matt Damon would have got it or something. You know, like.
0: This is 100% correct. Have, yeah, there was a whole, absolutely. like, a
1: young, yeah, young sort of bunch yeah. of actors all trying to go for that role. It's a great movie. Primal Fear. Definitely worth watching. So they were the two. Nice. What about you, Chad? Yeah, I've
0: got a bunch. I would Max Katie. My next pick was Gordon Gecko. Uh, just like white collar oh, villain. Yep. So it was between him and Annie Wilkes. Uh, Max Cady, mm. Frank Booth. From Dennis Hopper's character in Blue Velvet, you guys ever seen yeah, that? Yeah,
1: that's pure psychopath. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I also had, I also had a, like uh, Norman Bates, Maleficent, the Wicked Witch of the West, Nah, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. John Doe, uh, another spacey from Seven in Seven. Yeah. Don Logan from uh, Sexy Beast. So I had a few.
1: Well, you have done uh, your homework. Jeez.
0: Oh and 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 interestingly enough none of us picked any um like monsters like the alien
1: or so the shark I was from bring jaws
2: or anything like that The shark from jaws is not a bad character he's just a shark
1: Exactly Don't apply your morals to the shark Definitely
2: it's definitely <laughs> a villain
1: It's not a villain Not really It's just a shark Yeah What do you what do you expect the shark to do Just don't go in the water it's a very easy problem to fix you know, like just don't get in the water. Problem solved.
2: Yeah, Alien, same sort of thing. It's just an alien, and you're like trying to find out what it does. And he's like, "Now nah, screw you! I'm going to kill you." I'm exactly. okay with Alien not being a bad guy, also.
1: Totally. What I find really interesting, is we did, none none of us picked like a um, horror movie, like Freddy Krueger, Jason. Mm. You know, none of
0: those. Michael Myers, or Norman the Bates. or the
1: guy from Saw. Yeah. yeah, like I find that really interesting, but but I think. You know, I don't know about you guys, but like I prefer my villains kind of a little bit more, you know, less gore and more kind of cerebral or you know, scary psychologically rather than just you know slashing and stuff. So,
0: yeah, you can you can definitely tell that by your first three picks for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. all, all three of them cool. are are guys that talk that that manipulate people through conversation.
2: 100%. You can definitely tell that from my first pick. Uh, clearly, mastermind
1: evil. That's right, exactly. Uh, no, that's good. That was good, and was none good. of us picked like a villain that the others, the other two, didn't agree with. So that was good.
0: Uh I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to Sid after the call. I was,
1: I was, <laughs> I was just trying to steer you away from Sid. So I was trying kind of no, to envelop fine. Sid in the supportive cloud.
2: That's fine. I appreciate <laughs> this, Roman. You've been the most supportive guest we've had on. All I got you, man. It
1: was
0: good. I got you. So no, no me, Bond villains either.
2: No Goldfinger or. I, I wanted to have I, – I, I had um, uh, the – oh, my God, what's his name? Well, your, your pick, but his – the Skyfall bad Blofeld?
1: guy. Blofeld? Blofeld. The
2: Skyfall bad guy. Oh, right. Okay. His name escapes me um, yeah. because I thought he was a really good Bond villain. Yeah.
1: I've got a Bond villain if we – when we start talking about villain watchers, I'll a Bond villain will come up.
0: Let's do it. Let's talk about villain watches. Any, any call-outs?
1: Yeah, I've got a little list. Go. All right. Well, we mentioned Brando. We might as well talk Brando in, as Colonel Kurtz. Famously had a Rolex GMT. Famously. I mean, recently went up for sale. Very recently,
2: yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. 1.95 million, I think. Is that right? Jesus. Yeah.
1: Jesus, see kids done by Rolex. It's that simple. Um, so that's that's a famous one. Um, I've got another Rolex for you if you like. Uh, 2 Yeah, so that one there, from so Patrick Bateman. Oh,
0: sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that that GMT with um, chemicals, he Brando pops off the bezel, so it's actually a mm-hmm. bezel-less GMT. It actually looks better, I thought. But anyway, that's probably controversial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no I agree with you. I I agree. Actually, it's more interesting. I mean, he, he managed to give a watch with no personality some personality. That's, that takes some doing. <laughs> even if you have to take a bezel off. You know, <laughs> even if you have to take a screwdriver to it. Um, but I agree with you. And then I think you scratched his name in the back, you know, just in yeah. case, as you do, you know, being yeah. Brando. Who would not know that that's his watch? But never mind.
0: You said Patrick Bateman?
1: Yeah. So I've got another Rolex for you. Two-tone Date Just from Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. That's relatively yep. famous one. How many yep. of your Perfect. evil
2: watch lists are Rolexes?
1: I can keep going. <laughs> um, a Rolex gold Day-Date from Tony Soprano. Yes. Pretty evil dude. I mean, he also had Cobalt and Cobalt's like a, you guys mentioned Cobalt on a previous episode as well. I did, in, yeah. Cobalt's uh, a whole other story in terms of just like it's a company that doesn't exist anymore and there was a whole bunch of lawsuits around it and stuff. But let's just stay with one evil watch. <laughs> Um, the gold day date. Um, I've got another Rolex for you. I'm just going down my list. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the Rolex, less seen Rolex. Rolex Midas from Scaramanga. Man with the Golden Gun. There's your Bond villain with the gold. I thought he Rolex. wore
0: a Cellini. He
1: wore a Midas. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a Midas. You could, you could. I'm pretty sure it was a Midas. But okay, cool. Or Midas or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's Midas. Like good King Bond movies. It is a good Bond movie. I, I like Man
2: with the Golden that. Gun.
1: Yeah. Mm. and once again features christopher lee who's played some really good villains you know in his career with that voice and you know that look <laughs>
0: Sure. Everybody, yeah. i
1: think he's played everybody from dracula to saruman and you know everybody yep. in between sort of thing um i can keep going with rolex but it's probably getting boring and you guys are sensing a theme so we could switch to iwc have you got any
2: more rolex no, I'm keen to elicit the Rolex list.
1: No, no, yeah, it's, yeah, that's on. probably enough. I didn't want to typecast <laughs> myself as the Rolex hating guy. I just got the top 4, you know, and I thought, no, let's let's diversify a little, but you know, I've got IWC. It's worth well, I mean we talked about um you know Kevin Spacey, you know, Charit's favorite of all the me too villains, but um
0: <laughs> So, actually as you know, an actor, it's just a Rolex I mean, wearing actor, bad guy I mean, that you might incredibly yeah. grim uh, Roman. Just a Rolex wearing yeah. bad guy that you might like. Um, yeah. Howard Payne. So Dennis Hopper's character in Speed, awesome movie. Oh, really? Um,
1: yeah, He was movie.
0: So he was a GMT, but the bit that you might like is that in the bomb that he plants, there's, he actually puts a Rolex Day-Date as, uh, as a part of the timer in the bomb. So he was actually going to explode a Rolex for
1: you. Yeah, because the resale value is not great on those Day-Dates, is it? Um, <laughs> you might well just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it really is like I'm surprised. <laughs>
1: um, what I find really interesting, you know, the 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 watches and villains, you know, it's not really a strong marketing opportunity for the companies, right? Like usually, you know, like the, the the heroes tend to be like you'll see the you know the hero looking at their whatever it is, and you go oh like that's a whatever. It's really interesting to me that the cho- you know the the watch of choice for villains seems to be Rolex in a lot of cases. Mm. Like it's just interesting. It just goes to show people you shouldn't buy Rolex. You know, you look like a dick. Um, <laughs> I can I can just feel your you know I can feel your listenership just dropping <laughs> with every You're time right. you say that's right. I think we're down to family members only. Hi, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
0: so Gordon Gecko doesn't wear a Rolex, does he? He wears a Cartier, from what I remember. He was a Cartier Santos.
1: Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. But but yeah. the more recent version of him would be the Wolf of Wall Street that was very much a Rolex. Very mm-hmm. prominent gold Rolex on the I think it's the president. Does he wear Rolex? I thought um, he was a Tag. Wolf
2: of Wall Street, no. No, he's got oh, okay. Surely Wall Street is Rolex. That's what I thought. Yeah. He I mean, know the, the actual is guy a was a lot I remember tag, him wearing but- a
0: Tag in that yeah. as well. Um yeah. But Gecko, the funny thing is, is he so in the original Wall Street, he wears a Cartier Santos. I think it's like an 18 karat gold, like gold one. Um, would and be, then yeah, would be. When he does uh, Money Never Sleeps, the sequel, like 25 years later or 30 years later, he's wearing an IWC Da Vinci perpetual calendar, the the Kurt Klaus edition. Wow, that which is actually quite a cool watch.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He gets credit for that. that. That's more taste than I would have given credit to the.
0: So even after going to jail, he moves up in the world. That's not bad.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's IWC on on two villains now. If we include, you know, Frank Underwood from The House of Cards, Kevin Spacey mm. character, famously wore a selection of IWCs, which must have been a planted kind of. They must have had an arrangement with the show. Boy, did that go well.
2: Well,
1: you know. I'm just saying it would have been, no no I'm just saying it would have been very successful up to a certain point you know and then the character mysteriously gets killed off um, we don't know why
2: yeah because that didn't make news at all anyway
1: you Well, know, <laughs> this is a that's a different podcast but once again great actor great yeah. act, great fantastic actor and like the series that series was really really good you know and you' like we, we, we may or may not want to go there, but like I find that whole kind of, you know, the cancellation of certain movies or certain series or whatever, if the character, the actor does something bad, really an interesting thing. We should probably talk about it on a different podcast. There's a whole other, you know, there's a whole thing with, you know, Roman Polanski and not related to me, obviously, just same first name. Um, You know, Roman well, what Polanski, do you mean, Woody sorry, Allen, like You're talking you about
0: the cancel the cancel
1: culture? Yeah. You know, like there's, you know, like – Shows and links kind of, you know, get made but not shown because, you know, the people involved are, uh, yeah, have trans- transgressed and things like that. So, the, I'm presuming, just,
0: audiences. yeah, go. My, just to give my opinion on cancel culture really quickly, I think it's, uh, like even and using Kevin Spacey as an example, I think it's quite unfair to all the other people that worked really hard to make that a really good movie, for instance. Um, like if we're talking about Usual Suspects and we say, "Oh, hey, you know, I can't watch Usual Suspects because Kevin Spacey's on it." Well, Gabriel Byrne's on it. Brian Brian Grainer, Singer actually. Grainer. Brian Singer's actually not a good look either. Um, but <laughs> Gabriel Byrne's on it. Benicia go with Doctor. Kevin, yeah, <laughs> Kevin yeah, Pollack. Yeah, Kevin Pollock,
2: and all those guys. Yeah.
0: But but there's all these people that have, that go into making a movie a great movie, um, not just Kevin sure. Spacey. So for sure. for people to cancel. You know, L.A. Confidential, because Kevin Spacey's in it, but, you know, Guy Pearce is awesome in that movie and says so Kim Basinger or whatnot. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just ridiculous, personally. Um, and I think it's a little bit short-sighted. And they're missing out, if they do.
1: Well, but you're talking historical things. What about some of the new things? Like, let's say, Roman Polanski made a movie about the Dreyfus Affair you know, the, which yep. is the famous sort of anti-Semitic trial in France in the mm. 1800s. The um, movie was made in France because, you know, Roman yeah. Polanski seems to spend a lot of time in France for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. Must love mm-hmm. it there. Uh, <laughs> France and Switzerland, <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he loves the chocolates, loves the chocolates. That, that man, he just cannot get him away from chocolates. Um, but, you know, like he made this fantastic movie, we're just not, but it's just never going to get shown in, you know, in an English speaking country. Like, I'm at, like, I, I've seen it because I've, like, it, it took a little while to get the, you know, get the blah, blah, blah may or may not be via legal method, means, but mm. like, it's a fan, like, it's a fantastic movie. Like, it will just will never get seen here. And it's a current production. Um, I yeah. think Woody Allen made something recently. I mean, I don't really care much about Woody Allen's recent sure. output, but still. Like it's just an interest. Like to me, it's an interesting concept, you know. And once again, we don't need to derail this episode, of talking about villains by talking about villains. But <laughs> 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 but it's just yeah, it could be it could be a topic for sort of a future sort of episode. Anywho, anywho, we started talking about evil people wearing wearing Rolex, and now look, we're talking about <laughs> unmentionables. <laughs> See, it's a natural progression. That's what happens when yeah. Anyway,
0: so so on that note, what is the perfect watch, and
1: there's probably the different way.
0: types of villains. What's the perfect
1: watch yep.
2: for a evil villain?
1: Go, Sid. You take this one.
2: I was going to say, Roman, you go, but you're not allowed to pick Rolex.
1: Duh. Well, what am I going to do with
0: all this? Let's, the let's split it
2: up. <laughs> so you've
0: got let's split it up between a you know the psychological, maybe the 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 rich or psychological white collar or you know the intelligent villain and the 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 henchman the bulky kind of the action hero villain
1: yeah
0: cuz they sure. they're probably different watches right I,
2: yeah so yeah. like you you rich you rich smart intelligent like master manipulator type of guy is probably wearing something like uh like you said Mads Mikkelsen's Patek or or yeah. something that's just maybe understated but cool it would just be like a Calatrava or something i reckon Nothing – I don't think it would be anything too bonkers.
1: I think yeah, I reckon it would be like a complicated – yeah. Or, yeah, I would have thought like a complicated Patek, like a split second, like, like a grand complication type of thing. You know, just 38 mil, but just there's everything on it.
2: I think have we settled um, on Patek for, for Evil yeah, have, for I, evil think, so. I yeah. think
1: so. I think so. I think <laughs> so.
0: Patek for the intelligent <laughs> so isn't market uh, it with it? psychopath.
1: Sophisticated
0: And for the heavy-duty villain. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, so are we thinking heavy duty villain who is successful? Then you kind of go like maybe a Panerai type thing, you know, something with a lot of wrist presence. You can use it as a knuckle duster if you needed to.
2: Weirdly, my first uh, thought was Panerai also.
1: Mm. My first or thought a was like boat an Or if work. it's an unsuccessful villain. No. No, that's a thought. Yeah. That's that's a thinking man's watch. That's like that's somebody you got to think about when you read the time. It's not, you know. All
0: right. I could be wrong thanks, though. I thanks, mean that's thanks man. Yeah, no, you're probably right with the panoraise.
1: Well, we know we, you know Dane wears a an earwork and at some point I was actually
0: thinking about on the, the show, 103 so as well.
1: Save you a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to save you a guest for a future episode. It's
0: it's the only earwork I've ever worn and uh I felt like I was going to you know just go on a killing rampage afterwards. I felt very confident. <laughs> I probably
2: shouldn't Well, yeah, that's because you're used very to... very weird thing to admit on a podcast.
1: Well, that's because you're used to wearing a seed dweller on your wrist. You know, that's what happens. You get conditioned to that. You know.
2: It's a gateway watch.
1: <laughs> exactly. See, that's all I'm saying. Imagine if you had a sky dweller. It'd be, it'd be Do you know isolation. what? I'm
0: surprised you haven't talked about a sky dweller.
1: We try not to. As, I
0: mean, as your What evil is man there to watch. say?
1: I mean, my mother always said, if you've got nothing nice to say, you've got to say it in Russian. So... <laughs>
0: All right, so we're going. We're going with Patek and Panerai. Think so. I and, think so. But if it's
1: an unsuccessful villain, you go. You know, like if it's just kind of you know your typical kind of knucklehead type you know, enforcer, it's going to be like a U boat or something, yeah. Panerai esque in appearance, or you know, aspiring to be a Panerai,
2: but yeah, Diesel not not quite as nice. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't quite made it.
2: Perfect. All right. righty. Another thing, I'm surprised
0: you haven't mentioned any. You don't have any Russian. Villains in your top five, I was expecting at least one.
2: So, 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 Charith and I were discuss this earlier today, and we thought you would just pick five Russian dudes. Right, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: the problem I find with a lot of Russian villains, they're very cartoonish, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, like, I mean, we've gone kind of, I guess, we've gone through the. The peak Russian villain was kind of late 90s, early, you know, the, like yes. the early the Reagan we era. We did yeah, talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, like Rambo style, you know, it was always blow, forever blowing up just cartoonish, you know, Russian colonels or like, or or, or Rocky, you know, like that. Ivan Drago was your typical, mm-hmm. you know, typical Russian villain played weirdly by Dolph Lundgren, who is from Sweden, Denmark, somewhere. Yeah. Scandinavia, Scandi somewhere. Country. Yep. Scandi country, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, so here was like the, the prototypical Russian villain, right? Then we kind of, then kind of Hollywood abandoned Russian villains when, you know, Putin came into power and they thought, mm, you know, shit, this guy's actually, actually evil as opposed to incompetent. Um, so let's not push too many buttons. And well, like recently we've come back to Russian villains with like, you know, through somebody like John Wick, you know, like the that yeah. whole Russian mafia style. Yep. They're very cartoonish. Like they're not sophisticated villains. At least, at least the ones I could think of. I mean, you guys might have a better Russian villain that I'm not aware
2: uh, of. Well, so we, we discussed uh, we discussed even Drago, uh, yep. the entire cast of bad guys in the movie Air Force One, starring Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's not uh, bad.
2: Gary Oldman. Uh, who, who else did we get? The, the Russian bad guy. Then. Yeah, Ga- Gary Oldman was the main bad guy.
1: Yeah, he's a great actor, fantastic actor. The other thing I find really funny is when um, they can never get the Russian language right. Like they can hire a great actor and then they just like dub the Russian in. It's always really jarring, you know, when you hear like the Russian language spoken badly <laughs> by, by a oh. Russian villain. It's really have awkward.
0: you Have you seen the movie Rounders? Rounders,
1: yes, yes, yes. With um, John Malkovich,
0: Ed Norton, John yeah, Malkovich plays I I Teddy of... KGB, uh, yeah, the the local. Terrible. Gangster slash poker poker king, and yeah. it yeah. is yeah. hilarious. Apparently, whilst making the film, they just couldn't deal with it. Like they were just laughing throughout, and and Malkovich was getting pissed yeah. off because he's actually going sure. for it, and they're just like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Another really good. I've got to tell you the story. But- yeah, sorry. Totally. So, yeah. no, no, I was going to – no, no, you, you finish your story and I'll tell you my – Oh, I was just going to
0: say another really good comic Russian bad guy was Boris the Blade in Snatch. I don't know if you remember Oh, him. I had him yes. on
1: my long list. Yes, <laughs> yes. Also weirdly played by like Rade Shabzaja from like Serbia or somewhere as well. Yes. Like they couldn't get a Russian actor to play a Russian <laughs> character. Yeah. But that is very funny. Also some yeah. great lines in that movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, hilarious.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's funny we hadn't picked a John Malkovich character for for an evil guy because he plays evil people very well, like even in um, uh, what was that Nicholas Cage movie? You know when they escaped from prison uh, on a plane?
0: Oh Cyrus the virus, oh, Con Air.
1: Yeah, Con Air. Yeah, the yeah he was good. He yeah, John Malkovich was good. Yeah, it's, it's right. He was good in that. That that's not a bad villain. Once again, sophisticated, sophisticated villain.
2: Yeah, um, Cyrus the virus is an amazing name. They all have amazing names, man.
0: I think if
1: you name Mister and Missus Virus, because you presume they're married parents, let's give them the benefit (laughs) of that. Do you think if you if your last name is Virus, you go with like, what should we call our son so he doesn't get beaten up at school? Let's call him Cyrus. That's good. That'll go well. (laughs) Or at least Cyrus the. No, that's I. Yeah, the the middle name is really the the clincher. Is the middle name. Uh, i love it uh, anyway no my um, my john malkovich story just very briefly and it's going to be a, it's a contentious point in our in my my marriage because when my wife and i were i think still dating we were in the states and we were walking down the street in in boston and it was like a little secondhand books book bookshop thing she was looking through books and then she stepped back and in my head she stepped on john malkovich's feet like, she stepped back on some dude's shoes, and I'm convinced that John Malkovich to this day. So, and she's like, <laughs> it wasn't John Malkovich at all, it was some other ball guy. I'm like, no, no, it's definitely John Malkovich. So, it's one of those things. I'll bring it up because it'll, it'll annoy her. Hi, Michelle, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Shout
2: out, Michelle.
1: That's right. But yeah, I'm telling the John Malkovich story. I'll never hear the end of it now uh, at home. But yeah, it's, it's I'm convinced she stepped on John Malkovich's shoes. You no, know, he was fine. That's, that's the end of the story. <laughs>
0: Whilst, whilst we're, let's just call this section Wife Corner. Whilst we're in the Wife Corner, <laughs> can you just explain? I don't take
1: part I... in
2: this section, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't. Sorry. Yeah,
1: I'm not here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go on. So I, I uh, just to, just to <laughs> I, I've, this is, one, one's a story, one's a question to you, Roman. Um, the story part what? is uh, what? we were talking about a watch. Kath, Kath has a couple of nice watches and we were talking about um, you know what would suit her another watch, and we were talking about the Oyster Perpetuals. Um, you know, in the yep. in 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 the uh, the sunflower. Is it the sunflower that you like? What do you call it?
1: Daffodil. Daffodil. The daffodil. daffodil.
0: We we're actually talking nice about the daffodil.
1: Hmm. Great It's a lovely color.
0: And uh, she's going to hate that I said this, but I I called it the Oyster Perpetual, and she said, "Is it made out of oysters?" Um, and then asked yes. like how they clean it would they smell like she these are legitimate questions asked by a very intelligent lady but my <laughs> that, that one
2: bombs. Bless. but my Bless her. Bless her. Sh- shout out Kath. she's a
1: keeper she's shout a out keeper Kat. hi cath it's a reasonable Smart. question totally reasonable questions Kath. exactly right Oh, well, she must hate the nautilus. I mean, that would be forever to clean. I mean, getting into the shell with the little brush—that would be—that would be a killer. Or the
2: tentacles, sorry, very weird.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. Sorry, sorry. go on. <laughs> oh, so, how do you get away with it?
0: Like, I know that you have a with my
1: with a string of affairs or buying or... watches. It's like, which bit am I getting away
0: with? <laughs> your conveyor belt of watches that come in. How do you how do you manage to do this? Do you, do you show your wife every watch that you buy?
1: No, but who who does that? I mean, who <laughs> who, parade, who parades around the house going, "Look, love." Um, no, well, we, we should pre- preface this by saying, like, I do go, like, I do by a reasonable amount of watches. But I do sell a lot of watches as well. So I'm like, so my yep. collection is not growing; it's kind of morphing because uh, I got to a point where I'm kind of Michelle, my uh, my long-suffering wife, has sort of made it very clear. That it has to be a self-funded operation now. So which means, you know, I have to sell to buy. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I do. So what I'm so less what of I'm a conveyor kind of,
2: belt and more of a revolving door,
1: kind of thing. That's right. But I'm kind of more in now, like you know, I would sell two and buy one kind of yeah, thing. Okay. You know, um, but but what helps as well, like you know, like the way we say, you know, the watches that are buy, they're not you know, they're not Rolex level, they're not Patek level. You know, I collect indies, but I collect kind of indies from smaller brands who don't charge as much. It's kind of because that's what I'm really into sort of thing so but yeah but it's yeah but no but no i don't parade watches around like that that's that's a recipe for a divorce or you know or you're kind of just encouraging or you're encouraging your wife to develop her own expensive hobby of bags bikes or shoes or whatever it is to be like well if you bought yourself a new watch i'm gonna buy myself a whatever like that's just an arms race But she's very – like, I don't hide it. She's quite supportive of it because she knows I'm sensible, you know, I'm not going to get us into debt. You know, I'm not – I don't buy stuff that I can't afford. You know, I'm not – I don't buy stuff on credit card that, you know, that I'll be paying off for the rest and the house is not mortgaged so I can buy in the next grubel or something.
2: You're also never going to – you're also never going to overpay for a Rolex.
1: (laughs) Correct, exactly. I mean, I think that's (laughs) – if if there's one thing – if there's two things people remember from this episode is one – in you know, Rolex is essentially worn by villains. You know, by that's, that's one thing. And secondly, mm. don't pay over retail for watches. It's not worth it. Whether it's Rolex, definitely not. Not Rolex, but Patek or whatever. Right? Just just be sensible. And there's plenty of cool watches at every price range. I like it. So, but yeah, but do you guys do you guys parade watches in front of partners? <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, like, do you do you sort of, you know, do you? Do, I mean, I don't. Do you shamefully kind of, you know,
2: Char- <laughs> sneak Charith, it into Charith the house under? Wears a lot of long sleeve shirts and jackets. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sn- snuck, You Look. know, smuggling it into your underpants. Why are you walking funny? Oh, I did too much bike riding today, love. <laughs> the you know, wife just, corner sections over.
0: Where am I going to go in? <laughs> <laughs> She usually like, sits next I mean, to me when yeah, I am editing like,
1: oh wow, she is a keeper. Wow. No, no, no. no. So we didn't um, answer. We didn't answer the question. How do we clean the shell? What did you say? What did you no, say? No, it's how do you clean the oyster no
0: oysters involved in this watch? <laughs> it's not a
1: thing. <laughs> and also, it well, doesn't ex- run perpetually. It's just a misleading name. Like, where is the advertising standards board? No. <laughs>
0: Rolex don't kill oysters. No oysters were harmed in making the Rolex that I know of,
2: anyway.
1: Unless you got mother oh, of pearl, yeah,
2: there were probably mother some pearl oysters. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. it has to be, has to
2: be. I reckon they probably serve them at some right. of the more fancy Rolex places. Yeah, probably. Wife corner over. oysters were probably harmed in the making of Rolex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wife corner. That's a good. Uh, is, is this a like? This should be a recurrent. Um, you know, like a like a recurrent episode on the. It's literally going to be terrorist.
2: I'm not married. We're gonna to have to get well, people
1: Well, there's wife better. corner and
0: there's parent corner. So if you've got new parent corner jokes, can do that.
1: <laughs> I'm probably I'm more inclined to hide. I'm probably more inclined to hide new watches from my parents than from my spouse. Though I have to say that, you know, because that's because my the parents is son
2: like, of like, immigrants. Same correct, as us.
1: <laughs> correct, correct, correct. And also, like, I come from the Soviet Union, where watches are not. Like they were an aspirational good, but the watches you could aspire to own were not terribly flashy. They, you know, they were just kind of they were in short supply. So you, you know, yep, yep. you would you would go in in a queue to buy a Raketa or Poliot or whatever, yep. whatever it is. It wasn't for, like you weren't queuing up for <laughs> Paddock Philippe to hold it for the next generation. Uh, you would just try, you know you would queue for a couple of years to buy a polyot or something. So so my parents would not understand. And and whenever my parents did ask me like, oh, is that a new watch? How much did that cost? I drastically downplay the value of the watches. We've all done it. Yeah, even though my watches are not spectacularly expensive, but like I would not be, you know, I just I couldn't look them in the eye for the sacrifices they've made to come to this country.
0: So you know, as a Sri Lankan, so, yeah. and I'm sure Sid will agree with me as as an Indian. We, it's okay what we say for the price as long as we say that we got a really good deal. Yeah. So, <laughs> right.
1: so I'll, I'll, oh, I'll say, hey,
0: it's it's 10 grand, but this is worth 30. It's fine. I got a great deal. Oh, I know. Somebody. I see. Right. Okay. That's so you all got to anchor about. it up
1: and then, okay. Interesting.
0: Interesting. They don't care about how much you spend hey, as long
2: as you got a really, really good deal. You didn't get screwed on it.
1: Oh, is that, is that the same, Sid? In sort of yeah, I think,
2: culture as well. I think subcontinentally is basically the same sort of deal.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. See, because that's, that, see, we're not just yeah. It's educational for our listeners. That's that's good. Yeah. That's, that's,
2: that's we have that's gone we have gone right off villains, by the way.
1: <laughs> well I think I
2: think it's time to
0: uh should we go Desert Island?
2: I think so.
1: Let's do it.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. So Roman. Where are
1: you guys shipping me off to?
0: Yep. we are shipping you uh, off to Rolex Island. Uh, we, we, which island?
1: God, Oyster Island.
0: <laughs> Oyster Island. Somewhere island. in somewhere in There's the Pacific, be one. where where only Rolex knows. Um, so you're in a yep. deserted island. One watch mm-hmm. that you own that you will have on that deserted island. What is what is it?
1: Mm-hmm. How long am I on the island for? Just give me a rough idea. Uh,
2: well, we told Martin thirty years. Yeah.
1: Okay, so. Well, let me be the the villain that we've strayed away from. Why in the fuck do I need to watch if I'm all alone for thirty years? What Zoom call am I missing for work? Otherwise, like, why do this I need game to doesn't work. Right? Okay, got it. Okay, no, that's cool. I'll, I'll engage. I'll engage with the question. Just one watch that point. you like that you own, man. Okay, so so all right, all right, fine, fine. So, well, I've no, I've actually thought about this. So, if I'm on my own for thirty years or something. Uh, I would be less concerned with time. I would need a watch with a calendar. I would need a watch with a perpetual calendar function because I would be more interested in knowing how many days, months, and weeks have gone. Because I would be much more like that would be much more pertinent to me than it's two thirty 2.30 or two thirty-eight, you know, PM or something. And I would want a watch that would that has the you know on the calendar function would have four digits so I could watch my thirty years tick down. <laughs> if you know what I mean,
2: that is so actually I would, incredibly well reasoned.
1: Yeah. I'm not just a pretty face. I mean, some say I'm not even that, but still. Um, yeah, so I reckon I am picking something like a Jaeger-LeCoultre Master Perpetual Calendar that's got calendar with four windows. This is one
0: watch that you don't own, right?
1: Oh, so, oh, so this is one watch that I do own. So the first you...
0: question is, <laughs> all right, okay, so we've answered right. question number two, which is one watch that you yep. wish you had on the desert island. Yep. which is the JLC Master Calendar. Yeah,
1: Perpetual. Yeah, Perpetual, yep. Yep. The watch I do have that I would take with me would be my Citizen Echo Diver, which once again, I'll tell you why, it's a solar-powered watch. So Mm -hmm. if you're on a desert island for 30 years, you're not going to get it serviced, right? So you you can't go mechanical because that's just going to break. You can't have a quartz because that's going to chew up a battery or two. So you need something that's solar-powered. So, so two options. Right? You either go Citizen Echo Drive. I, I own one of those solar-powered, like 300 bucks.
0: Nice. Perfect. So you got your Citizen <laughs> Echo Driver and your JLC. Yep. I like it.
1: Yep, Master Perpetual. Yep.
0: Next I'm one golden. is three movies to take to the island.
1: That's hard. Um, okay. So let's go with, once again, I'm on my own, right? So there's no judgment from other people when they're like, oh, God, he picked well, those, right? No one else is going to watch it with
0: question, me. There's a question, but yeah, kind of.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So let's go with, um, I'll take The Matrix. Once again, the first Matrix. Uh, Great movie, yep. you know, whatever, personal journey, discovery, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to take um, Tom Hanks' Cast Away because I'm on a deserted island. He was on a deserted island. I will learn a few things, right? So I need practical tips. So, yeah. Yep.
2: How many FedEx You're boxes liking. are you allowed?
1: <laughs> so, Sorry.
2: How many, uh, how many, how many FedEx yeah, I just boxes need, turned up?
1: I just need something that has a skate in it so I can use it to chop up coconuts. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I want, right? Yeah. Um, now, third one. Oh, okay. Third one. Once it, so there's no judgment on that island. So if there's no judgment, no one else is going to know I picked this. There's only there's judgment here, Roman. I'm going to go with Love Actually because, you know, I'll be on my own. I'll good be movie. on my own. It's a little funny. It's a little bit sad. You know, there's love. There's, you know, Colin Thristle with getting threesomes on. Great movie by the people should totally watch that. So, yeah, I'm go- I've am i got – but, yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's sad. There's love in it. And, you know, there's some a couple of probably good-looking babes. So I'll take that. Yeah. So Matrix, Love Actually, and Castaway. Okay. All imminently re- rewatchable.
2: All That's very rewatchable album. movies, actually, yeah.
1: There you go. All right. I'm killing this. Still don't yeah. want to go for 30 uh, years. One
2: soundtrack I don't have or album.
1: Oh, God. that is no. Okay, once again. So now you had Martin on the show and he was talking classical music. So if I had to pick one is hard. So, can I do two and then I'll, I'll just flip a coin because they're both equally awesome sure. in their own right. So one I'll pick. This one's for Martin as well. I'll pick Vivaldi, Four Seasons, played by Nigel Kennedy. Once again, even if you're not into classical music, you will know those tunes are very famous. You know, YouTube them now. Uh, You know, Vivaldi, Four Seasons, there's slow movements, fast movements, happy music, sad music. Like, you'll just cover me. There's bits, you know, that will kind of fit every mood. That's one. Uh, the second choice I'm going to go with, once again, there's no judgment. No one else is going to hear it. The Lion King soundtrack. I can sing along to that for years. Yeah. Oh, I Elton? was expecting a lot more, a lot more, a bit of Elton's. Yeah, but it, also like a, lots of movies you can sing along to. It's an lots, excellent, lots
2: of songs. It's an yeah. excellent soundtrack. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great songs.
1: Yeah. A bit happy, a bit sad. There's bit like, sad. You know, like stirring be pre- numbers. Be Prepared numbers, yeah. is a classic. Yeah, Hakuna Matata, that's all good. It's all gold. And Uh, and once again, I'm on my own, so who's going to get mad at me? So, yeah.
0: Well, the last question, you're not on your own now because you have two movie or TV characters that you have on the island with you. Who are they?
1: Yeah. Okay, so once again, oh, this is this is really this is, I reckon, is the hardest question. Um, but okay, I'm going to go with Tom Hanks from the movie Cast Away because you know we can watch the movie together. <laughs> I'd love to see him critique his own performance. Uh, plus, you like Tom Hanks seems to be like a really lovely guy, you know. So just from yeah. all I hear, he's just a nice human being. So it would be nice to well, share the character from Cast Away. will Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So so I'll so I'll take Tom Hanks. Uh, from castaway now the second one um well i will go with either this is going to be this is going to be a deep cut um so humphrey appleby from yes minister i don't know if you guys are familiar with the, i'm familiar uh, with
2: yes minister British that is a TV show. that is a so deep, deep cut
1: yeah so once again for our millennials like go watch yes minister it's awesome bbc show probably the best like comedy written but certainly the best political comedy by far like in history of thing but just a really really good thing but if this is too niche for you um i will then substitute sir humphrey appleby for meryl streep's character in the julia child movie you know whatever that movie was called julia you know, child's <laughs> yeah i think it's called julia <laughs> well no i think no i think the movie is no, no, called Julie julia and julia me, or me and yep. julia or, yeah yeah that, i'll, I'll take meryl she streep's plays character. julia child's yeah yeah, she does. Yeah, I, and that voice would get me through. You know that that, that very high kind of pinched voice. See, so there you, you go. Want Tom her Hanks from Castaway, Meryl Streep. I think. Well, well, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Let's go with Meryl Streep. She'll be more fun. She'll be more fun.
0: Yep, we'll go with that. So you got Tom Hanks Chuck, and
1: Nolan.
0: Chuck Nolan, which is okay. Tom Hanks's character. He'll in always be Tom Hanks to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll call and- him Tom. <laughs> And Julia Charles, <laughs> Meryl Streep, and you're listening yep. to Vivaldi's Four Seasons whilst watching yeah, Chuck Noland in Castaway. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's all right. That, that's only Excellent. for thirty years, right? Like that. That will Excellent. time will just fly by. <laughs> well, he'll cut
0: the, catch the fish, and Julia Charles will cook up a storm. You'll be fine.
1: Exactly. I'll just sit. I'll just sit there jamming to Elton John. I mean, that's just. The twelve years will go past before I know, like before I glance at my perpetual calendar, to see <laughs> how long it's been.
0: <sighs> nah, good, good job. Time. That was a good drop That was a good uh, Desert Island. I think. That was I great. agree. Thank you. Some good choices. I
1: really enjoyed. it Yeah, yeah. All right. Unbelievable. I, can't I well, my way through a movie for a popcorn episode. Unbelievable. I think it did that's good. like that's like the. I, I'm operating at the outer edges of my movie knowledge. That's I all I've got. You might have won the draft
0: as well, <laughs> which is annoying. You did really well in the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I mean, Kaz's Sosa cl- was
0: good. There's a clear one-two in the draft, and I think you might be one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, but no, I was just about to say, can I, you know, can I surrender my mantle to Sid?
2: No, you know, no, just, no. I will. I appreciate it, but but uh, I.
1: Can I give him my, you know, my necklace of ears from Colonel Kurtz as like <laughs> a. <laughs>
2: You take so me. gross. Take Imagine me. if I turned up to work in one of those.
1: <laughs> You're an orthopedic. So this is more plastic surgery. Here, yeah, right? that's kind of that.
0: some bones. Uh, weren't they? weren't they real yeah, exactly. bones? They were real human bones in um, Apocalypse Now. Like they were real. I think so. Yeah. Well,
1: well they used real helicopters because they were filming during. The, the war, right? Because it wasn't the famous thing, but he the director kept getting annoyed because the the helicopters had to were kept being called to actually bomb stuff, and he needed them for another take. So it was like a famous thing where he was always unhappy.
2: But there's also a mm. slight difference between using real helicopters and using real human bones.
1: Yeah, well, but I, they did. They, they
2: had real
0: like human bodies and whatnot in some of the. I, I just remember. I remember seeing that Doco, The Heart of Darkness, which is. Based yeah. on Apocalypse Now, which is really
1: good. Great book. Um, once again, like we keep talking about books, people should read the books as well. Cause it's a phenomenal book, The Heart of Darkness. Joseph Conrad, for sure.
0: I think we have hit the end where we can start bringing up the Instagram recommendations. So, Mister Roman, yeah. we'll go let you go first. No,
1: come, to la- no, come to me last. I was just going to say because I knew i have forgotten something, and that was that was one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come to me last.
2: Okay, Sid, go for it. Okay. So, I don't know. I have a history of picking ones that people have already done. So, I'm going to attempt to not do that this week. Uh, I found, I came across a a page this week called Horology Homies. Mm. Um, spelt Horology, H-O-R-O-L-O-G-Y, Homies, H-O-M-I-E-S. Uh, apparently, it's four physicians uh, who share this page and have some cool watches on there. And I thought that was awesome. quite nice. Varied, uh, varied um, spectrum of of watches. Not too many Rolexes, Roman.
1: Excellent. That's 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 all I expect from life. You know, it's not much. It's not much to ask.
2: <laughs> um, but they've got some cool stuff on here and some nice photos. There's a Daniel Roth. There's Vacheron, um, cool. that kind of thing. So horology, homies. Nice one. Nice. Uh, so
0: my one is. He's a bit of an IWC nut, or he calls himself an IWC nut. It's Waikato Seven, so it's W-A-I-K-A-T-O Seven. Just uh, Jared, really nice guy, spread by New Zealand. He's based over there, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's really into IWCs. He's got a whole bunch, but he's got he's got a mixture of different watches as well. So, um, but yeah, it's just another person where if you uh, if you message him, he's He's just got a whole bunch of knowledge, and he's really enthusiastic about building the community that they have over in New Zealand. Um, yeah, good, good dude. Nice,
1: and and yeah, and great to see you know the investment that IWC puts into their celebrity endorsements. You know, it's great to see taking root and blossoming. You know, so you know you've got to pay respect to <laughs> IWC ambassadors who foster the collecting culture. It's great. He
0: he might be a he might be a big. Uh... Tom Brady or who's the who's the other IWC guys now? James Marsden.
1: Well, James Marsden, I don't know well, but you know, Tom Brady's the deflated football guy, isn't he? Also, yeah, like, I'm the so glad you said yeah, you that.
2: Go. I'm so glad you said that. He's
1: the guy he's the guy who, who <laughs> handles deflated deflated bladders.
2: Fair enough. He's good
1: He's you. a six good Super
0: Bowl him. winning GOAT, <laughs> all time great of the of the sport. Just FIA.
1: Yeah, but just keep in mind that they all are at some point before we discover all these things. You know, Lance Armstrong won a few races as well. So I'm not saying they're equivalent. I'm just saying you know, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm burning bridges. I'm bur- I'm never going to get invited
2: back. You're just dropping grenades and walking away. It's amazing.
1: Independent thinking show comes out every week.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, give Tell your, your friends. Give Tell us your, your Instagram recommendation, and then give us a plug
1: um so people. the the person i've got is budge coots so it's b-u-d-g-e c-o-u-t-t-s
0: yeah
1: uh so he's a like fantastic he's a photographer and a watch nut uh based in london i've interacted with him just like an awesome dude takes incredible photos um and he's recently Done a selection of uh, of horological prints. I've got one literally arrived this week. Um, so this is an unpaid endorsement, mind you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like Rolex, not like Rolex or IWC. You know, we don't do paid endorsements. But really, really cool dude. Like really, really cool guy. Takes some incredible photos. So yeah, and just a nice dude. Wonderful. So that's me.
2: Awesome. looks Looks great. Do you want to do you want to plug uh, do you want to plug uh, independent thinking real quick?
1: Nah. All right. Not 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 worth it. Just don't just don't listen. It's just rubbish. It's nothing but independence and Rolex bashing. You know, it's just yeah. It's an it's an acquired taste to say at best. Like a White Russian or that pink beret or that, that raspberry beret thing that some of us were drinking today. It's an acquired taste. Not for everyone.
0: Well, we're, we're all, if you're subscribed to Fifth Wrist, it'll it'll pop up with Roman's mug on it, so uh, I'm sure you won't miss it.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Just look away. Uh, but no, it's good. So this was great. This was great fun, guys. Thanks for inviting me once and only once. Thanks I'm for guessing. joining us. Thanks
0: for, coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. One one and done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, everybody, if you are interested in listening to Independent Thinking, you know where to find it. Um, same place as here. And, you know, Fifth Fifth wrist is by the community for the community. Um, we've currently got the the wristies out, so keep an eye on all, all the hosts um, and and a few of the, the the crews Instagram stories. Make sure you vote. Um, there's some really cool uh, categories out now, and uh, yeah, just make sure you get involved. If you're interested in the Slack group, just send out an email to any one of us. I'm at charitser uh Sid.
2: I'm at SidPad S-I-double-D dot P A D. And Roman?
1: I'm at Times Roman AU. Fantastic.
0: So next week on the Popcorn Podcast, we are doing a very special American president's episode to celebrate an election. we've got a real American person coming on it, which is good because Sid and I A real true American. Talking about the American president election.
1: You mean like Um, recently unemployed former president? Excellent. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Good. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And we've got someone who's really involved with, been involved with the watch collector's vote movement on Instagram and over in in the States as well. Awesome. Uh, And make sure you all please stay on time.
1: The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.